Hi, my name is Bree and I'm someone with a goal. Someone with purpose. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Someone with a Goal. It's your host Quentin here, and today we get to hear the inspiring story of Bree Maddox. She's a successful entrepreneur, mother of three, and she's the owner of the Court Hotel, one of Perth's leading entertainment venues. Now, Bree is powerfully known as an ambassador for the LGBTQ community and shares her story growing up from an average background, raised by a single mum, having now manifested what she has today. So without further ado, I want you to sit back, take a lot of notes as we hear the story about dedication, perseverance, and commitment, the inspiring story of Bree Maddox. Enjoy. Being on the show, in order to go to where you are now, which I'm itching to get into, I want to know where this all started, how this manifested. What was your mindset on wealth, on success, on money growing up? Very, very average background for me. Okay. So I grew up in Maylands before it had nice houses. Okay. Um, okay. Single mum and just us two kids. So uh, mum worked rather than do welfare. That was her, I guess, way that she felt good. She went to work every day, so we had to live in nannies. And um, yeah, my sister and I just, I think, learned to be very, very independent from a very young age. We were just happy to look after ourselves. Um, and I guess very, very strong women in my family. Perfect. So we didn't need the man. We were just happy to do things on our own. Yeah. So that was kind of my, my upbringing. And then when I was about eight, my mum married a guy who lived in City Beach. So we moved from East Maylands Primary which was a certain yep. demographic yep, at the time, yep. to Wembley Downs Primary, which was a very <laughs> different, different demographic. demographic. So I really like the fact, I guess, you know, you look at things that you can be grateful for in your life. I'm quite grateful that I didn't have that privileged upbringing from the beginning because now that I am successful, I really appreciate the things that I have. I had a lot of pressure going growing up in that I was that top student girl, you know, I, I, I and I felt the, the pressure of it. You know, I was the one who, you know, topped a few classes, top 1% of my uni, you know, top three PR students in the state, part of a national honour society. So I had that, wow. I guess, crushing expectation of had to do something with my brain and had to do well. And I really, I think as a child, let that affect me. So I was quite scared of, of almost trying because yeah. I didn't want to fail. I was very scared, you know. Sure. Yeah, very, very, very much, um, I guess, that fear of failure in my early life. So you set the standard? Yeah, oh, I'll, you accept, you, massive perfectionism. Yeah. You know, gotcha. it's not a good path to happiness. Um, and I noticed that when I started my first business, that fear of trying really was something I had to address and challenge early on in the piece. Um, uh, for example, one skill that I, I had to teach myself and I was quite scared to do it, you know, it took me about four months to get the courage to do it. And when I did it, my business just shot off. You know, my revenue just grew exponentially. Okay, and that was interest now. What was that skill? I taught myself how to code and therefore I could build my own things rather than relying on others and I could tweak things the way I needed to tweak them. I had a lot more control over my business. Um, I could filter traffic the way I wanted to filter it. So I had a, a lot more, I guess, control, a lot more ability to change things on the fly, which is what I needed to do because when you're working online, it's a 24-7 job. Um, and, you know, my revenue from then just shot up and that was a really good, you know, really good lesson at the start of, yeah. of addressing those fears and looking at, you know, what that's going to cost you to not try. Yeah. How old are you around um, this time? I'm uh, interested. I was about 21 when I started my internet marketing company. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was fun. <laughs> I'd rock up to big conventions in Vegas and people would go, oh, my God, how many people from your company are here? I'm like, 
all of oh, us. Hello, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I'm here. But um, yeah, it was good fun because it was you know, webmasters around the world yeah. all doing the same thing, performance-based marketing. Um, you know, I had all my eggs in one basket at one stage, learned very early on that that wasn't a good thing because when that didn't work, I had to go and rebuild. Um, but at one stage, I was like the biggest webmaster in the world, one of the largest adult revenue companies on, on the net, and oh, they were wow. 50% of my business. Yeah. And the rest I sort of spread out through others. But my okay. day was spent on spreadsheets, doing coding, analytics, conversions. Like it was, I, I'm really yeah. self-disciplined. And then I can sit quite happily and throw yeah. my old rock and roll music on and stare at a spreadsheet all and day. Focused. Yeah. Everybody starts off as a lone wolf. Bree talks about how the beginning of her journey, she was alone, to having now built a team through working smarter and harder. That team now is an extension of her family. I mean, growing your business as a lone wolf is, is tough and you know people always say I work smarter not harder we'll just do both yeah. you know let's face it do both why can't you do both I get work smarter absolutely you've got to put all those things in place you've got to find those efficiencies you've got to outsource what you need to there's a thousand things you can do with that you know all these cliches are great but you've got to break them down and actually learn how to apply them but also work hard yeah like work your butt off you know there'd be times where you know if something big change was happening I'd just be coding all night or changing things all night or moving things around all night because that just needed to happen so, you know, I don't understand people go work smarter, not harder. Well, just work both when you're trying to start out because that's what will be rewarded more than anything. And I've had a few battles over my life where I've won it because not just that I work smarter, but I worked harder than the other team. And, you know, we've won on that hard work. Transitioning to this team. Okay, so we've got, we've grown from when I first took over, it was a very, very small team. We now have about 100 staff, mm -hmm. um, all very, very, very different people. Um, the reason I came in is because we had someone earmarked to run the business and we were just going to do you know, weekly KPI meetings with the person, keep it on track and that's about it. Um, and there was a bit of a falling out before settlement yeah. um, because I wouldn't allow someone to have 100% control of something that they had when they had no skin in the game. Why would you? Yeah. Um, they differed on that. So okay. it was a matter of, you know, well, see you later. See ya. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good fit. He's yeah. done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it was a matter of, well, do we settle, do we not, what do we do? Um, my job was more flexible, so yeah. it was like, okay, well, it looks yeah. like I'm going to learn how to run a pub. Okay. And it's just another business. Yeah. Like any other, it's just another business. So I kind of don't see what I do as running a pub. I, I run a business. That's yeah. where my skill is. My yeah. skill isn't pouring a beer. My skill is looking at the resources that we have and allocating when they need to go. My skill is looking at the strategic the logistics of everything. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, dealing with the regulatory bodies, dealing with the finances, looking at where we can um, you know, save on costs, where's the staff culture at. That, that's my skill okay. in this place. I've never treated this like running a pub. I always treat this place like running a business. Yeah. I, I walked into a meeting a, a few weeks ago and the lady's first comment was, Bro, I don't know how we can help you. And I just had to sit back and go, okay. come, yeah. right? My challenge is going to be to get you around to my way of thinking. Hmm. By the end of it, she was like, Brie, I'm going to clutch up straws for you. I'm going to find something. Oh, okay. I was so proud of myself after that meeting because at the start of it, I just wanted to go, oh, come on. So, okay, don't take no for an answer. Well, how do you do that? How do you do that without burning a bridge? Yeah. How do you do that so you're left with people that are on your side working with you because they believe in what you do as opposed to you've bullied them into your way? You know, and let's face it, sometimes you have to bully your way, but, you know, mm. yeah. there's, there's different ways to do that. How do you then say, okay, well, I've got to talk to this person, get you around to my way of thinking. I'm going to learn the art of conversation. I'm going to learn the art of um, showing you my viewpoint. I'm going to learn the art of silence and how valuable silence is. Gosh. I'm going yeah. to learn the art of bringing you through till to you think you've, of, yeah, yeah. Till you think you've come up with this answer yourself sort of thing. Um, 
and I mean, it's not manipulation. It's basically just a gentle way yeah. of getting what you need and bringing people onto your side of, yeah. you know, of the fence. Or just seeing them the bigger picture of where your Absolutely. vision is. Absolutely. And, yeah. and look, you, you come up with that all the time yeah. when you're dealing. I get to deal with, you know, so many different people with this place. I deal with, you know, so many different government bodies and, yeah. you know, different mm -hmm. companies and bits and pieces. And trying to find people that will share that vision. You know, we're quite full on here. We want people to, we want come here, people come here and there's this, what they see is unique. Yeah. You know, we want to find sound systems that you don't find anywhere else in the world. We want you to walk out the back and be awed at some crazy thing that I've hung off the beer garden. <laughs> and, you know, we're trying to get companies to come on this, you know, I guess this journey with us and go, gotcha. right, let's inspire you. And I guess the way we do that is we want people to be successful themselves. So, you know, some will come in with a product or something for us and yep. we're looking at them going, right, how can this be a win-win? So that's yep. actually part of our values. Everything yep. we do has to be a win-win. You know, thank you, Franklin Covey. Yep, we'll grab that one. And we won't do anything if it's a win-win. I won't sign a contract here unless it's a win-win. I don't want to screw anybody yep. over. I don't want anyone to ever feel resentful. I want, if I win, you win, you win, Perfect. I win. Mm -hmm. And that's the same with everybody who works here and as well. Like, if we're not a positive influence in people's lives, then I don't want to do it. Mm. You know, I don't want people to come to work every day and hate it. Yeah. I love the fact my crew come to work every day and they love being here. That's fantastic. And luckily when you get to this, I guess, successful point in your life, you have that luxury that you can really start to give back and care and I guess get joy from watching others succeed. The courts is the most inclusive place in Perth. It is a beacon for the LGBTQ community. Brie has this mindset and runs her business on a cost-benefit analysis, which means that if it's not worth her time, she doesn't do it. If you're an entrepreneur or a startup, listen up. Yeah, wow, what an education. <laughs> Massive yeah, education. Massive. So when I first bought this place, mm -hmm. uh, my experience with the community was almost nil. Okay. Um, I didn't understand the language, I didn't understand um, why people were so um, sensitive about topics and or how they got so easily offended about things. Um, I really didn't have the understanding where people would come in and go, I can't work here anymore because my mum said, um, if I work here, I'm, I, I must be a lesbian and I'm getting uh, kicked out of home. Gotcha. And I didn't know what to say. Like, wow. well, that's stupid. Why would your mum say that? Yeah. You know, fast forward years later, wow, we've made a difference in people's lives. Totally. I can now take that staff member that comes in and talk to them and reframe for them and say to them, do you know how much your parents love you? They think this is a choice. They don't understand that this is biologically inside you. They mm. think it's a choice and they want you to have the best life possible because they love you so much. And so the only way they feel they can stop you making this choice is by coming across hard because that's all they know. But it's coming from a place of love. Mm. They don't hate you. They don't hate who you are. They don't understand it. But they love you so much they want you to have a good life. Mm. So I know how to reframe that for them now. Um, I look at my, some of my closest friends are gays, hmm. you know, so when the gay marriage thing, I was the one in the front bar crying. Yeah. There's this photo <laughs> in the front bar that will stick with me forever and all the staff are cheering and I am bawling my eyes out in the middle of them because my anxiety, because I thought if this goes the wrong way, hmm. people that I love will be hurt so oh, much. Man. And even now I'm angry that it was only 61%. Hmm. I mean, come on, that's embarrassing. Like in this day and age, yeah. there's no place for homophobia in 2020. There's no place for genderphobia. There's no place for you know racism. There's no place for any of that in 2020. If you have those views now, you are in the minority. Mm. You're the one now that should be the one that's educated on, on and making a wrong choice. Not everyone who's accepting people for differences. And that's one beautiful education I've had through being here is I've really come to love differences in people and celebrate differences in people. You know, we've got one staff member and he wears heels. He's got better legs than I do. <laughs> Gosh, oh, well, puts yeah. a short skirt on, heels one, and he feels yeah, great. Yeah. 
what's the harm in that? He feels fantastic. He feels like himself. Brilliant. Mm. I've now given you a place where, or we've given you a place where you can express yourself Expressing. and feel good about yourself. You know, mm. I'm not going to make any apologies for creating a place that's an absolute melting pot of society where everybody can come as long as you're practicing love and acceptance. Yeah. And I don't want it to be tolerance. Yeah. Tolerance is different. Yeah. Tolerance suggests there's something negative going on. Acceptance, acceptance. love, celebration. Those are the things. But it's taken me a long time mm. because I was, I guess, like people that still hold those views back then. I didn't understand. Yeah. I really didn't understand. I didn't understand why do you need a march? Mm. I didn't march through the street. Yeah. I don't march through the street mm. and say I'm straight. Mm. Yeah. Why, do I, yeah. why do you need a march? Yeah. I understand now why you need a march. I really believe in why you need that march. And I was at a luncheon for the community not so long ago and I sort of said, when does it get to the point where we don't need this? Because mm. we should That's already not need this. Mm. It's actually embarrassing that we do need to keep, you know, pushing gay rights, yep. you know, pushing transgender Acceptance issues. And, yeah. yeah. When, when does it get to the point where we don't need this? So, you know, as a mum, I go, well, you know what? My kids, when they grow up, they're not going to see anything different about mm. people. My kids have Uncle Ollie and Uncle Matt, and mm. they got married, and they mm. were so upset they couldn't go to Uncle Ollie and Matt's wedding. Yeah, you know, their favourite uncle is Uncle Neil, who's my manager here. Mm. Okay. Like, mm. they're going to grow up thinking... But this is all normal. Mm. You know, my son's favourite colour for a while was rainbow. Yeah. You know, and he knows that sometimes boys dress up like girls and sometimes girls dress up like boys. And I talk to him about sometimes people have two mums or two dads. Sometimes people aren't a boy or a girl. Yeah. So he's going to grow up knowing that all this is just normal because yeah. it, is it is normal. normal. It's just not hidden anymore. Yeah. So, I, you know, I've, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm really lucky to have this education. Everything to me has a cost-benefit analysis attached to it. Yeah. And time is one of those things. So what's the best use of my time right now? You know, so I'm doing this for example right now. Mm -hmm. I guess I could be at the beach with my kids instead. But I actually enjoy helping and I guess if I can inspire people, that actually gives me a good yeah. sense of value in myself. So there's a cost-benefit analysis to doing this. There's a cost-benefit analysis to me working three days a week. So I, you know, or five days a week, so I dropped to three because five was too much. The cost on my personal life was too much. Gotcha. I want to be with my kids. They're three and four years old. I don't get this time That's back. That's precious time. That, so that, that window so of, cute. Yeah. You know, I love yeah. being with them. So to me, everything you do, there's a cost-benefit analysis of doing it. Um, one thing that I'm... I guess learning as I go through is uh, the value of self-care and the value of that time for yourself. Um, and, you know, I think mums especially, we heat this mummy guilt on us, you know, oh, God, you yeah. know, time away for the kids and I'm like, oh God, if I'm not at work, I should be with the kids yeah. and taking that time, you know, but it was this morning I took my dog for a walk for 15 minutes and just played loud retro rock and roll music in my ear and just loved it. It sets me up so nicely for the day and, yeah. you know, I get my bonding with my dog, which I yeah, my nice bonding with the dog. Yeah. So that to me is, people go, oh, it's just walk with dog. Well, no, that no, to me, I, I just walked through these beautiful trees, cranked some music, played with my dog, had a ball and now I feel great for the yeah. day. So it's, the, like I said, it's the cost benefit analysis of every choice that you make. Yeah, I turned down U2 tickets before Pride. Oh, okay. I know. Okay. Oh, I said yes, then realised it was Pride mm, Week and then thought, I'm actually going to be too tired. Mm, this mm. is going to, if I go out and have a really late night on the Wednesday night, I'm going to wake up Thursday, I've got a busy day Thursday, I've got a massive day Friday, I've got, you know, Saturday, I've got to work, yeah. you know, from morning through to the next day. This isn't actually going to add any value to my life. Yeah. I've been to a concert before, I've been to a U2 yeah. two concert before. You know what, I'm going to say, to, sorry guys, give a ticket yeah. to someone else who's going to appreciate it more. Because right. my health is worth it. You know, it's obviously it's very self-aware of your, just what's going to affect you. Limitations as a human being. Yeah. Limitations and, and yeah. I've done burnout. It's yeah. not fun. Yeah. I, I was really lucky. I hit burnout at about thirty yeah. from running this place, and um, the lessons I learned from that about looking after yourself. Yeah. 
uh, and I think that's really hard as a, as a mum. You know, I had a premier baby, I had two kids that didn't sleep mm. for years, I had a kid with an immune problem that was very ill all the time, and, you know, it just wore me down, like it really did. And, you know, it's that value of, well, hang on, I need to be in a happy, good place myself so the family can function, and I need to be in a happy, good place myself so work can function. So yeah. self-care is actually really important. But yeah. if anyone says they've got that balance right... Yeah, no. 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 Don't nah. even go there. I, think, I, I don't think you'd get it right until the kids leave home. Yeah, yeah, okay. But then, so you have to accept imperfection. Yeah, yeah. So, so how do you deal with imperfection? Or how do you deal with the standard that if it is dropped? I struggle with it, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like, I think I wouldn't be lying if I, if, if, you know, you've got someone who's a self-declared perfectionist. Mm-hmm. You know, God, it drives me mad yeah, okay. if the house isn't, you know, yeah. perfect state. I have to let go of my showroom house because now I have Lego <laughs> everywhere. Like, yeah. literally mm-hmm. everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> My kid is a le- is Lego mad. Um, you know, I've got bloody pool toys all over the backyard and the, the kids have probably had a streamer fight and there's, you know, balloons and, oh, we threw a birthday party for their favourite bunnies the other day and there were streamers all over my house for a week. You ha- letting that go is a really interesting, I guess, exercise in, in like, challenging yourself yeah. and challenging, why do I need this? So, yeah, I do. I spend a lot of time, I guess... Uh, throwing my own bullshit back at me and you know throwing those that that listening to that uh, sense of tension Mm -hmm. in my body and working out why it's there you know why does the streamers over there annoy me so much why do I need that so perfect okay you know what I'm going to let it go and then you feel good about yourself when you can learn to let that stuff go through your journey what lessons what life lessons have you learnt business wise uh, family wise life wise that um, you can impart onto our audience I think I've learnt the value of relationships um, and the value of Seeing people, people for people, not for position. Um, I, I, I really um, work hard at connecting with people and understanding what makes people tick. And um, you know, that, that's one of those things. Valuing, valuing the other people in your life, and mm. you know, looking at what you can add back to me is really important. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, whether they're working for you or working with you, or you know, sometimes working against you. Yeah. You know, that, that valuing the relationship and um, keeping your sense of integrity. There's been a few things that I've been through in my life, and what I've learned from it is, you can't buy integrity. Yeah. That that sense of I'm proud of myself. Um, and in a few times I've sort of gone, you know, when I've had to make a decision, I say, you know, will I look back on my actions with pride mm-hmm. or with shame? Gotcha. And I'd rather look back on myself with a sense of pride, pride at the way I handled myself. And that's why integrity is one of our core values here. Um, because I can't buy that mm-hmm. and I can't get that back. Yeah. Um, so that to me is, is really a big lesson to, to hold dear. Set your own personal values and really look at your own yeah, what, what is important to you as a person? You know, if, if it's just figures on a balance sheet, just start to think about why. Yeah. Why do you need that? Why is that there? Because people with money aren't any happier or unhappier than people without. Yeah. You know, there's an awful lot of unhappy people in the world. You know, I was reading a story the other day about a, um, a guy who was teaching in India. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's come back over now and he teaches um, gratitude, empathy and mindfulness. Okay. And they're the secrets to happiness. And he was, he talks about a few... Um, moments that meant a lot to him like uh, one of his kids who had a, a pair of sneakers and they got too small for him so he'd cut the toes out yeah. and so he's still it's with his sneakers sure, yeah. and he was like this the yeah. disc because yeah. I can't say that obviously yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know that to him was a real moment of ah. wow, wow look how this happy this boy is you know these kids were voluntarily meditating every morning because they knew it just gave them that sense of peace. So he teaches these these three principles. And it's very similar, I guess, to the journey that I'm now on in my life, which mm. is, you know, finding those things that 
make you, I guess, grateful for what you have because if you're always comparing yourself, and I've seen a lot of very wealthy people yeah. over my life, and yeah. the constant comparison, someone's always going to have more than you. Yeah. Okay. Always going to have more than you. Someone's always got a bigger boat okay. or a bigger pool or a bigger house or a different holiday house. Someone's always going to have more than you. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Bill Gates. Yeah. Someone is going, you, someone's going to make you feel poor. If, yeah. if that's how you value yourself, that external you know yeah, I guess all those external yeah. factors if that's how you value yourself you're gonna be a very unhappy person for mm-hmm. a very long time you've got to get that value from inside okay. you've got to feel like you're a good person that you've acted in a good way and you're thankful for what you've got and you can be proud of yourself I don't see this pride as a sin thing I don't, never understood that I want to be proud of the work that I've done I want to see someone succeed and feel proud that I had a hand in that yeah. you know I, I, I want that pride in myself because that makes me happy and I want to be able to sleep at night knowing I've had a good day and I've done well by other people that to me that intrinsic internal value is worth more yeah. so that's I guess my where I've got to in my life I think when you're younger it's very hard you, you know everyone's competing and social media these days yeah. it's all you know oh it's so fake it's overwhelming and it's fake yeah. well funnily enough I um I checked in with one of my crew not so long ago because mm-hmm. I saw the social media and mm-hmm. it was all perfect oh and I know their life. <laughs> yeah. So you hit them up. I hit them up. Okay. I got in on the Tuesday morning and went, I just want to make sure you're okay. Mm. Because I've seen you, you, your Facebook over the weekend and I know that's crap. Mm. So how you doing? And they're like, I have such a bad day. They're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I figured as much. So but it, I guess the, when you're young, you don't look at that as fake. Yeah. You look at, oh, this must be a reflection on everyone's yeah. life. It's really not. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> Sales, marketing, entertainment. What she's about to share very specific skills you can apply into any industry. But what I'm most curious about is, what is a day in the life of Brie like? I can't do anything mediocre. I don't have the skill to be satisfied with average. I never have. I don't understand why you wouldn't do something to the best of your ability. It, it, it's just, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit with, with you know yeah. with, with my values. Yeah. Um, you know, and values here is one of the, the big things that we do. So yeah. we have it. It's, it's actually printed out in the wall of my office, and we sit down as management team. We have our values. You know, integrity, support, respect, honesty, confidentiality, trust. We have those things. We have words that we love, which is care for what you do, ownership of mistakes, and make it amazing. Yeah, make oh, it perfect. amazing is one of our big ones. That in is terms a good one. Drive, because why would you do something and not make it amazing? Hmm. From yeah. every interaction that we have, from a product rep that comes in and wants to promote their product, we could, well, how can we make our relationship with you amazing? How can yeah. we make this promotion amazing? You're a new staff member joining our team. How can we make, make your you experience amazing. amazing? You're booking a function, we're going to make that amazing. Uh-huh. So that, um, I guess, just those three little words. Yeah. And yeah. you'll find the crew here say it all the time. You know, Or they'll come in and they'll go, right, I effed up, I'm owning my mistake. Yeah. Wicked, we've got okay. you, babe. Right, yeah. let's fix it. Let's, let's so, take it. you know, those, that's cultural sort of things. That, that turning that into actual part of the intrinsic culture of the organisation is really, really important. So that Make It Amazing has, I guess, passed my drive on to everybody else. And the team here actually care about what they do. Okay. They really do care. You know, my crew actually care that if you come here, that you have a good time. It's not, there's no financial motive for them to care. Yeah. They actually care. They genuinely care. They genuinely they care. They want you to enjoy it. Now that, it. Yeah. to me then, it just, I guess, flows through the whole organisation because we want our people to come, you know, yeah. patrons to come and have a great time here. I mean, we could be selling widgets or, you know, scarves or yeah. anything through here. I think you, especially in the days of social media, look after your customers. Yeah. 
because they're your best marketing. Third, that third party endorsement of a customer walking out and going, like for us, we go, I want you to go into your office on Monday morning and go, oh my God, I was at the court on the weekend, they had this. Holy crap, I've never seen that before. I want that marketing. You know, I want people to leave here and go, I felt so good there, I'm going to come back. So I like being able to give people that sense of escapism. Um, that to me is really important. Creating that experience for customers to me is really important. Um, service is a big part of that. In terms of um, marketing, every, I think, again, with everything, there's, a, a, I guess, a conversion that you've got to look at. You know, what am I getting for my money? And sometimes marketing channels these days, it's very hard because it's hard to measure. How do you measure? Yeah, how do you, the metrics with some things are really difficult, especially if you're doing some broad mass marketing. So we've pulled away from you know, all of that stuff now. We do quite targeted online marketing. And for that online and word of mouth these days, depending on what, you know, what market you're going for, that to us is, I guess, uh, you know, the, the biggest avenue that we look at. Because what I do is more large scale projects, mm-hmm. um, I don't have like a weekly task list like everybody else does so Mm -hmm. I just sat down the other day and planned my whole 12 months out when I'm starting which project you know slotted in because otherwise if you looked at my to-do list it would be overwhelming (laughs) it would be overwhelming if I sat and thought okay everything I need to achieve in the next 12 months and you know came back from holidays and go where do do I start so that planning to me is really important so my life is spreadsheeted into you know this is my project this is when I'm starting each step and this is when I need to achieve it by so I know I don't need to worry about these steps I just have to worry about this step yeah that breaking that project down for me because my average day is going to be pulling up a, a chunk of a project so it's either going to be looking at law reform looking through the financial sort of you know side of the business looking at um you know, some large-scale events, looking at some renovations that we want to plan, mm-hmm. you know, looking at, um, oh, we've got some big team meetings come up where we'll um, start to, like every year we throw everybody's jobs up and go, right, let's set KPIs again and let's set goals for everybody again. So, you know, that's sort of on my list at the moment. But normally my life is woken up by my kids <laughs> who very cutely came into my bedroom the other day and went, Mummy, we know you've got chocolate. No. Oh. Oh. I you do have chocolate <laughs> in my room. So, but they jumped into bed with me and they were gorgeous. So my day wakes up with my kids and snuggling and cuddling them and then crazy time oh as I get gosh. to the office, try to get my 15 minutes out with my doggy in the morning yeah. and then come in here and just keep these crazy guys going yeah. all day. Um, you know, just push things forward, um, get the best out of people. Like I like to, I like, like when we were renovating out the back and everyone was saying, oh, you can't do it, you can't do it, you can't do it. It's like, well, tell me how we can do it. Yeah. What are those obstacles? Why mm. are those obstacles there? How can we challenge those obstacles? Because how, how like can you that. and I work at these obstacles? So let's tell me all the reasons I can't do it and let's just knock those down one by one. And I'm gonna make you do something that you didn't think you could do. And that's how we built the back. Ah. So, so you're around challenges and you really just challenge them, okay, why can't we do it? Why can't we do it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I said to the sales man the other day, tell mm. me what obstacles there are to this happening. Mm. Okay, so how, let's start that first yeah. one then. So why is that obstacle there? Let's break it down. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we do with people. So, you know, a lot of my day sometimes is spent actually thinking. Yeah. I know that sounds weird, but sometimes my staff will just find me at my desk just drifting off or just literally browsing on something because my brain is just trying to go, okay, how are we going to approach this? So that, that thinking, you know, strategizing time is so important to yeah. schedule that into your calendar of just, well, I've got this meeting, but I need that an hour beforehand just to review and before that a week before I'm actually just going to prep make sure I've got all the data I need and send out to people get me all this stuff so by the time I get to that meeting I actually know it better than you do yeah. and then I'm going to be able to work how I need to work with you so that's a lot of my day spent 
as well doing that, looking forward and looking at what my challenges are coming up and how I can get things where I need them to go. Actual set. There's no set day. No, there's no set day. Look, I wish there was. I sort of it'd be really nice to just go. Well, Monday at three o'clock I do this. Monday at four o'clock I do this. That would be great. I know people whose calendars work like that, Mm -hmm. and it's great Mm -hmm. because they never have to think about what they're doing, where they're going to be. My life is never like that. Mm -hmm. One day I'll be sitting in a Mm -hmm. government office, you know, working on you know something there, and the next thing I'm at some cocktail party in, in a dress and heels and you know or at some fashion event doing this and then I'm in the pool with the kids and then I've got to try and race the physio you oh, know man, so do the stuff yeah. I need to run to Coles mm. <laughs> and then I'm reading you know, uh, you know mm. where is the green sheep to my kids yeah. you know so my day is very very varied and it's just my life my life is pretty mental I'm really looking forward to being bored yeah yeah, one day, yeah, I'd one really day. like to just be excited bored. to be born, dude. Not to chill. Just, just chill. Bree, I'm going to go into a game. Tell me. Now, the game goes like this. I'm going to give you a word. One word. You're going to throw me back a word of what my word means to you. Okay. okay? The only game, the only rules of the game is you can't repeat the same word. All right. So, first word is passion. Success. Money. Oh, not the scorecard. <laughs> It's not the scorecard. It's really not. It's just, it's sort of irrelevant. Once you you hit a point, it's actually irrelevant. Perfect. Okay. Irrelevant. I like that. Uh, Success. Happiness. Perfection. Oh, unhappiness. God. (laughs) Tension. 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 Let that go. Family. Oh, joy. Okay. Uh, Lone wolf. Difficult. Final word. Ready? Fulfillment. My kids. Brie, thank you so much. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I certainly did. But I want to share with you my three biggest takeaways. And that is number one, care for what you do. Number two, own your mistakes. And number three, in everything you do, make it amazing. Now, those are my three. I want to know in the comments below, what were your three? What were your biggest takeaways? All right. So guys, if you liked today's episode, click like, click subscribe, and I'll see you on the next episode.